faith and experience. And they're all commissioned to walk the ridgepole of a barn. But this isn't just any old ridgepole. This is like an extremely steep one, almost like a razor sharp edge. And every single one of us looking at it, we go, you can't do that. Even the, those tightrope walkers, you can't walk a razor blade. I mean, that's, that's impossible. And yet, fact gets out there and without even wobbling, just walks it, pulls off the impossible. All of us are just standing by going, whoa. In comes faith. Faith is mystified with the power of fact. And faith, get this, as long as he keeps his eyes focused on fact, in awe and wonder, maintains balance and walks the ridgepole. Now, life would be very nice and easy if that's the way it was, but there's a third character. See, this third character poses a few problems for us because you know where you're at in this story? Your faith. When faith follows fact, and I know fact isn't the typical word we use for it in Christianity. We call it truth. We call it the word of God. When faith follows the word of God, when faith follows truth, when faith follows fact, faith maintains balance and pulls off the impossible. But there's a third character. And this third character is a nuisance. This third character's name is experience. You could also call this third character emotion. We have this loud mouth in our life that is always clawing for our attention. It's how you feel. It's what you've gone through in your past. Experience is a loud mouth. And when faith consults experience, what happens? Experience falls off the ridgepole and so does faith. You know that manure pile at the bottom of the barn that you've spent a good deal of your life in? Sick and tired of that? You see, God didn't intend you to be at the bottom of the barn in a manure pile. But the reason is, is you keep listening to experience. You keep listening to your emotions as if you can define reality. You don't define fact. You don't define truth. The secret to faith is to follow fact. So you have experiences. You're coming in with some baggage. And you're used to listening to experience. You know what modern Christianity is? Modern Christianity is turning around and consulting experience and defining our doctrines instead of on fact based on what we've all experienced. And you can say, well, what are you saying? Experience doesn't matter? No, I'm actually not saying that. Does God care about our experience? Absolutely. However, experience cannot be your lead. If experience is your lead, you live in manure. However, if fact is your lead, if truth is your lead, faith walks the ridgepole, listen, and experience gains balance. When you start believing the Word of God, your life begins to work, and now your experience begins to match up with the fact. See, God intends your life to actually work. He intends your experience to actually walk the impossible life. He does. But the secret to that happening is you must neglect your experience. Your job is to believe the clear word of God. That is what we are. We're called believers. And those that trust in Jesus will never be put to shame. Ever! Ever be put to shame! You trust your God, you grit your teeth! He is faithful. Faith. It refuses to receive the counsel of despair and heed the voice of discouragement. Do you imagine staring at the cross? Even in the apparent seeming defeat and saying, Jesus will win. Jesus will win. Someone can come up to you, how do you feel about your Savior now? Watch what my God will do. 
you stand there for three days staring at that empty cross, saying, watch what my God will do. Watch what my God will do. Grit your teeth, saints of God. Your God will not lose. Hold on in faith. And after three days, the Son of God comes up behind you and puts his hand on your shoulder. You turn to look at him, and he says, well done. Now stand firm knowing what you have gained. I will not lose. And if my saints allow me to be God, they will not be defeated in what I have commissioned them forth to accomplish. If you want to gain the things of heaven, you need to have your faith tested. It needs to be proven and tried by fire. And that's why we must be ready for the Syrophoenician test when God appears to be silent. We must be prepared for the Lazarus test when God appears to have forgotten. We must be prepared for the walking on water test when all the powers of the natural realm seem to be more powerful than anything God could dish out. And we must be prepared for the cross test when even our God, the victorious victor of victors, appears to be defeated. God's looking for gritted teeth. It's called faith. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. If you show cowardice in the moment of testing, if you draw back in that moment, if you flee as a coward and say, I can't stand with God, this is too much, when he's going to constantly be testing me like this, I can't handle it. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Faith isn't wishful thinking. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's fact. You actually have in substance and an evidence in your soul the very reality of that which is promised. You have it. My confidence rests in Him. God has promised and He cannot lie. If your God has said it, believe Him. Hold to it. Greet your teeth. Stand at the cross and say, watch what my God will do. Watch what my God will do. You will be tested will be tried. However, you have Jesus Christ. You need not fear a thing. The same God that has started the work in you is faithful to complete it. You have what is needed by the grace of God to grit your teeth.